Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 89. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, an Irish name with an ambiguous face, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to session 89 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Super stoked today because we have Gary Vaynerchuk on the show with us today, the Gary Vaynerchuk. He's the author of Crush It, a book that really influenced me when I first started doing business online back in 2008. You know, Crush It and and, and also Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek were like, you know, the, like like the one-two combo for me. But but Gary just came out recently with a new book called Jab, 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 Right Hook, which is all about how to tell your story in a noisy social world. And I actually got a copy of this book um quite early and, and I skimmed through it. I only skimmed through it because I don't like to read books all the way through before interviewing the author because I, I, I like to be able to, you know, put myself in the shoes of those who are listening and ask sort of legit questions. And, you know, you, you'll hear the interview in just a second, but I'll tell you, I mean, after Gary and I did this interview that night, I read all the way through and then I read through it again. It just, it's seriously one of the best books on social media I've ever read so far. I, I And I love it because it's, it's very strategic and tactical. And most of all, it shows examples of companies, a lot of companies we've, we've all heard of before, and what some of them are doing right on social media, and what a lot of them are also doing wrong with actual pictures of their posts on social media. It's, it's great. And, and, and you'll hear some of those examples in the interview today. Now, I only had a short period of time to interview Gary. He's probably the busiest man in the world right now with the launch of his book, but I asked him a lot of questions that came directly from you. I announced uh, a while back that I was going to be interviewing Gary for the podcast um, on Facebook and Twitter, and I got a lot of people suggesting questions that I asked him uh, or to ask him, and by far the number one question you wanted to hear the answer to was, 
Gary, where do you get your energy? Where do you get your inspiration? So that's actually one of the first questions I asked him. And then I was really interested and in also what he struggles with. And, and he had some really good answers for that as well. Really interesting to get to know Gary a little bit deeper here. Um, it was so awesome to interview Gary and, and I really hope you enjoy the content here. You'll hear a lot of things actually that he points out that I was doing wrong or I could have done better straight from the mouth of Gary V, which is really cool. And, and lastly, I just have to say, you know, I know a lot of you have seen Gary on stage before on YouTube and have heard him before. Um, more often than not, he he typically has sort of a, a potty mouth, right? And and you know that's his choice. But you know, so I was expecting to spend a little bit of time editing out some of those words on the show, which I've done before because I like to keep it clean. There's a lot of kids who listen to the show, um, but no, Gary kept it completely clean i i don't know if he had listened to the show before or maybe has someone on his team who, who works for him who told him about my show and the audience i have but no idea but he was completely respectful in that way and i really really appreciated that from him a, a complete total stand-up guy for sure now here it is my interview with gary vaynerchuk talking about his energy his passion struggles strategies for social media and of course his new book jab 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 right hook and exactly why it's titled that um, and, and, and also, before I forget, if, if you're listening to this in and around the time that this podcast actually comes out, which is late November of 2013, make sure you check out how you can win one of 50 copies that I'm giving away to you. Uh, you know, I, 50, five, zero. And, you know, this is money out of my own pocket to pay for these copies, not only to help Gary because he's done so much for me already, but to help you too. And, and, and because I know this book is great, I've read it through it twice already, like I said, and I know it can help some of you too. Now, you're going to have to listen all the way through to understand what you have to do in order to have a chance to win. Gary and I talk about that together and actually come up with a way for you to enter. So here we go. The interview with Gary Vaynerchuk here on the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I hope you enjoy this. Hey, what's up, Gary? Thank you so much for coming on the SPI podcast and joining us today. How are you? I'm good, Pat. Thanks so much for having me, brother. Hey, thanks for coming on. You know, you've inspired hundreds of thousands of people and businesses, including me. Um, and, and of course, I want to thank you for that. I do everything I can to share, crush it with everybody. I, I sort of see it as like required reading when doing online business, uh, personal branding for any business, really. But I have to ask you, where do you get your energy, man? Like, what's inspiring you to do what you do? That's a good question. Um... You know, I, I really want to give you real answers. Um, you know, DNA, that's ambitious, right? Just you're born with ambition, I guess, at some level. Um, I have heavy self-awareness, meaning I'm very driven by gratitude. You know, I was born in, a, in the Soviet Union, Pat, you know? And, like, for me to, like, be able to leave Russia during the Cold War and get to the United States where hustle and capitalism and all these things are rewarded, I literally went from the structure that is most non-rewarding of people's ambition and skills and all that to the country and other part of the world that most recognizes it. And so great parents, you know, health for the most part of my family. And so I'm very driven by gratitude. You know, in some weird way, I'm a funny contradiction. I think very long-term, but I have some sense of like being thankful for what I've got on a daily basis. And that is uh, my driving force. Nice. Love it. Now, you talk a lot about ambition, like you said. There's a lot of people out there, I know in this audience, who try really hard and then they get bogged down or they're just not seeing results right away. What's something you could tell them to just, you know, I mean, uh, I might know what the answer is, but, but, but to get off their butts and get stuff going and get stuff changing in their life? 
you know, it takes a lot of, there's so many different barriers. I mean, it's patience, right? Like patience really matters. Um, and work ethic and all those things. But, you know, you've got to trust your gut. There's no perfect formula. There's many ways to kind of skin it, you know? And so I get worried to be like, all right, here's what you need to do. Like, if you don't see results after six months, bail. Or right. if you don't feel great about it, bail. Or, you know, this or do this or you won't know. It's really hard to be in a position where you're giving advice when you know that every individual is so differently. But it's some sort of magical kind of mix of looking at the analytics slash results, right? Like, how is it actually doing? Are you making money? Do you feel like there's any progress? But at the same token, having obnoxious patience, right? Like, if I decided what I was going to do with VaynerMedia after six or 12 months, you know, we would have shut it down. I was just putting in a lot of time and I wasn't getting as much financial return. I could go speak one time and make more money. So, you know, 18 months ago on paper for the ROI of my time compared to how much I was bringing in, I would have made the right decision. Two years later, it would have been a ridiculously stupid decision. We were up to 300 employees. We, you know, we're well on our way to being a nine figure business, let alone an eight figure business. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a balancing that had. I mean, if I could wish anybody anything, it would have opposite and opposing views pulling from each direction to create balance in their business. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love how human you are about everything. One thing I want to ask you before we get into your book, which I love, is, you know, what are some of the struggles along the way that you've had? You know, we see you on the outside. You're, you're incredibly successful, incredibly energetic, and you get on stage and you just always deliver for us. But we don't see what's happening behind the scenes. Can you give us a, an idea of maybe some of the things you struggle with, uh, either on a day-to-day yeah, basis? That's a, that's a, yeah, you know, and it's funny. I've been trying to think about, like, getting more of that out there because I don't want to put up a facade. The truth, though, is the real truth is every day sucks, right? Like every day there's a struggle, but I'm like almost incapable of not realizing that that's just part of the game. And it doesn't really affect me. So I mean, every day there's 20 employees that are upset and that crushes me or six clients or we didn't sell enough wine or my book's got a problem. It's delayed or this conference that booked me canceled and I passed on something else. And now I don't have either or, you know, I'm not spending enough time with my kids. I'm missing them. Or I missed a slight. And it's, you know, I'm just not worried about it. Meaning it's the cost of entry. It's a casualty of the war. It is the reality of the situation. And so, you know, I feel like there's enough people talking about problems and being cynical and worried about the negatives. I don't live my life that way. I'm definitely not going to live my pers- my public life that way, you know. You know, if anybody thinks everything's so perfect, they're massively naive. Um, there's always stuff to be worried about and concerned about. And there's plenty of headaches. I just, uh, I just accept them for being part of the equation. Yeah. No, thank you for that. I mean, I, I, I know when I talk to people and I tell them about the struggles, it really makes a, a connection, and I appreciate you doing that. Um, one thing I had a question. I mean, you have a family, and you're so busy with business. How? Is that a struggle for you too, like balancing family life and, and work life and, and that whole thing? Work life balance is the only thing I truly worry about. You know, everything else has been fairly easy for me in life. And like, I'm an easygoing guy and I'm, I'm, I'm a good businessman. And so money and like personality has been there for me. Work life balance, you know, my ambition, my workaholic aspects versus my enormous love for my family is the battle I fight every day. And, you know, I'm getting better and better. I'm winning in the extremes. I'm working Monday through Friday harder than ever but I'm checked out and with my family on the weekend slash 
taking more vacation time than I ever have before. And those extremes are working for me. Nice. Now let's get now let's get to your book, uh, Gary. I love the boxing analogy you use and jab, 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 right hook because you know no matter what level you're at when you're doing business and using social media, it, it almost just feels like you're entering the ring, right? Which can it's it's a scary thing. You don't know what's going to happen. You could get beat up, um, but it's an adrenaline rush too. And and then on the outside, as a spectator watching the fights, you know you, you don't really understand or know how much strategy or planning is actually involved in one of these matches. You just see two people just sort of throwing fists at each other. Yeah. Can you tell us what jab, 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 right hook's all about? What's the, what's the premise behind it? How will it benefit all of us? You've got it nailed, which is, you know, people look at boxing and they think it's just dudes or ladies swinging at each other. <laughs> but the truth is, most people that really understand the sport prefer to be closer to chess than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, boxing's, you know, slang term is the sweet science, right? Right. Just talking about the sweet science, I mean... We're really talking about something quite interesting. Um, nobody, a lot of people want to realize that, but there's, there's enormous strategy. And so social media, same thing. I think people just think that people are throwing things out there randomly, trying to figure out what works. Meanwhile, the premise of give, 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 and then ask has been over-delivering on social networks. Like the premise of giving good content, giving good content, giving good content, and then asking for something in return works. I mean, look at this podcast, right, Pat? This podcast has given you a lot of value in the world because you brought value to people first and it's positioned you to ask for business, whatever that may be and whatever you do in the future. Same with me. I continue to try to over deliver on putting out good content and engagement, which then makes me feel very comfortable to tweet by my book. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're, you're being a great supporter of this new book. Why? Because I put out something worth your time and matter to you and the free keynotes, the endless amount of content that I put out, has brought you enough value. And then at some level, and I'm not joking, you start guilting people into doing business with you or slash making them feel like they should. And so um, the premise is how I see in this very noisy world where everybody's putting out content, how do you actually break through? And my, my belief is that you give great value, whatever that may be. You do it as often as you can afford to. But at the same token, something that people struggle with that really understand social networks, you actually clearly ask for the business. It's mm-hmm. okay to post on Facebook or Twitter like, buy my book or buy my wine. And I think the clearer and more honest and authentic you are with giving value and with asking for the business, the bigger results you get. And so I created a utility in this book of making people strategically smarter by breaking down you know, 80 plus pieces of content to show people how this is actually happening. Yeah, it's so good. Like it, for for those of you out there, and, we're, and Gary and I are going to talk about a giveaway really quick. I have fifty books to give away to you at the end of the show, so make sure you keep listening through. And Gary and I are going to talk about how we do that. But the book itself is just fantastic. I mean, it just it just looks great. I mean, it feels great. It, it almost feels like a yearbook in the way it looks and its its size and just the examples you give of what's working and what's not in social media right now across all the platforms is just it's just beautiful. So kudos to you and your your whole team for for delivering a really really high quality uh, book. So here. you 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 obviously read Crush It. Did you read Thank You Economy or no? I did not. Okay, so tell me this. You know, like, I'm kind of excited. I'm sorry, everybody, for flipping the interview. No, it's all good. There's not, there's not a lot of people out there that have actually now read or touched. Now, did you read Jab, 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 right? Hook? Did you yeah, skim through I, it? I, I, sk- I skimmed through it. Yeah, I don't like to go all the way through a book before doing an interview because it kind of, you know. Got it. Like, did you find it, as somebody who knows kind of what's going on out there, did you, like, I kind of wrote this book for people that were really at social media 201 level. This isn't a 101 level. This was going deeper on the individual pieces of content to really teach people what was going on. Did you feel, even in your skimming, 
and knowing how far along you are, you know, I know how far along me and VaynerMedia are. Did you feel any kind of stuff that was like, huh, I see. Like, did, I wanted this to be kind of like a, a utility, a reference guide. Did you, and you don't have to say yes, and I don't want you to say yes, because maybe you, have, you didn't feel that way, and maybe you haven't gotten deep into it. But did you take that away from it in any way? Well, you know, Gary, I'm always honest with everybody that's on the show and my audiences too. And, and I can honestly say that, yes, I've learned, even just in the skimming through this book, quite a, a bit actually, a lot of things that I weren't doing correctly or maybe doing a little bit correctly, but things I could have done to the next level. And it's also nice to see you sort of break down companies that are, are huge who are also doing it wrong. And that made me feel better. Like, ha, I know a little bit more than this company does. Well, that was really, that was really strategic, right? So like, so like, I'm glad you said that. And I think your audience knows you guys, like, just so everybody knows, like, we're, they, my company right now is widely considered by the people that really vet all this stuff. Like, we really know what we're doing. And that's, I put out the secret sauce in the book. And so I fully expect everybody to, like, literally everybody, literally everybody to look through it and be like, huh, I didn't think about that when I did my Pinterest pins. Or I never thought about that from a Facebook standpoint, even though I know all this stuff. I'm very confident. I have enormous bravado. Crush It and Thank You Economy were philosophical, intelligent books. Crush It was a little more how-to than Thank You Economy. Mm -hmm. This is like the ultimate how-to. Like this goes into textbook type detail. And like my heart just smiled when you said that because I'm like, I get it. Like this, like, again, if you're a newbie, you're going to become, your face is going to be ripped off. But if you're like a 101, 201 expert-ish kind of person, I'm, I wrote this book with a lot of uh, fire in my stomach. I wrote this book to remind everybody, hey, man, I'm the guy. Like, I know stuff deeper. I've been doing this every day. Like, I've been, Pat, you know, I've been head down for the last year and a half. Yeah. I haven't done that much. I haven't been that public. I've been building a company. And, like, all the learnings from that company and all the work we're doing, I've taught people. But at the same token, I didn't want to come across like a jerk and be like, I know everything. You know nothing. And by showing big companies um, doing things wrong, it really helps make everybody feel comfortable to know that this is still early and there's still a lot to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you for doing that. And I, I'm just looking at some stuff right here that I could, I know I could implement that I don't know yet. Like you mentioned a hundred times, you know, put your logo on your picture when you post it on Facebook. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Right. And I don't know, just to hear. From don't, you don't forget Pat. Don't forget when people are looking on their Facebook stream, they're going very quickly and you know, you just putting a link to your latest download is not good. I think what you should do is after we're done with this interview, you decide what was the best quote that I had, right? And then turn it into a little quote card with maybe my face and your face and your logo with my quote. And that's the picture. And then there's a link in the body. And I guarantee you're going to get more people to download this podcast or listen to it than a normal post where you would just put the URL from the iTunes link. Listen, I make these mistakes too because we don't have unlimited time. But this is a very scientific book that is going to make people get bigger business results from social media. Yeah, and that's the type of stuff my audience loves. They love they, they love the step by step and the strategic things, and to see it actually here. And you you actually taking tweets and Facebook messages from companies and then turning it around and doing it your way, uh, or the or not exactly your way, but the way it should be done. Um, it's just like you know, boom, eye opening. And now, no, I, and you know what? You, you made a good point there, and I wanted everybody to hear this. I think you said it right the first time. My way. This is my one man, one humble man, not so humble at times, one <laughs> humble man's point, point of view, right? Like, this is how I see it. This is what I've analytically seen this works. And there's other ways to do it. And creative is subjective. But um, 
this is definitely what I've seen over a hundred brands that we manage millions, you know, billions of fans at, at some level now with the hundreds of millions of fans that all these brands have. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel really, you know, it's really good to like, I'm getting excited about the validation. I really thought I wanted to look, you read and push crush it. You didn't even read Thank You Economy. I wanted to get back to that guy that brought people a ton of value. I think I wrote Thank You Economy to remind professors and, and ph- philosophers how smart I was. And <laughs> that's fine. I needed that at that point because I didn't want to just be a talking head or somebody that was loud and excited. But this book I wrote for the people. Like I, This book I wrote for people to be better. Cool. Now let's dive into a little bit of the book. So, you know, personal brands especially, you know, there's two spectrums. There's sharing what we had for lunch versus straight up selling something and being aggressive like where where is the happy medium in there the happy medium is going all in on both what i share for lunch that's a jab that's me not trying to sell you my ebook or my regular book or my wine or my premium podcast or my course or my event or you know and so own it right you know and so one could be very lightweight like what did you eat for lunch the next one could be you know an infographic or a quote from like something that will bring people value the third one might be something that is sharing a piece of content from somebody else that's great that you think is worth seeing. And then the fourth one could be a buy my book. And so it's finding that right rhythm of jabs and right hooks that really matters. Now, is it purposely three jabs and a right hook? Like, is that the is that the sort of quote formula? Like three you know non selly posts and then one selly post, or is it just the idea of you know give 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 and then boom? Um, so to me, what's going on there is, oh, you know, there was only so many jabs I could have really fit on the cover, right? <laughs> so the, the true answer, Pat, is that it's the health of your product and the health of your community should dictate your jabs and right hooks. So for the 50%, and it's that high, of people listening right now that have basically used social media as distribution to offers, basically right hooking all the time. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend going on a very aggressive jab fest, right? Yeah. And and it, so if you know if if I wrote a great book this time, I could do more right hooks than jabs. If it was average, I'd want to do more jabs. And so Apple, at the height of Apple's products, when there was no second close product, they could have right hooked every single time. BP, when they spilled all that oil in the Gulf of Mexico, I would recommend jabbing every single time. No time to like try to sell something, right? Right, right. Absolutely. So, so you know, Pat, listen, I'm jabbing the entire year when I don't have a book coming out. I mean, when I don't have a book in 2013, in 2012, I basically threw a hundred thousand jabs. I barely asked, but I didn't try to sell anything, right? Yeah. So, um, but now I'm throwing plenty of right hooks because I have books to sell, and so. It's, it, there is no magic formula. The formula is reverse engineered based on how healthy your community and your product is. And it's a living and breathing variable, right? Right now, you can throw a lot of right hooks. You're a little less popular in six months. Maybe you need to throw more jabs. And so it's just a constant game that way. Yeah, I mean, I love that on the on the macro level and also on the micro level. I mean, uh, recently, Gary, I've been pushing people to vote for this podcast, for the Top Business Podcast Award. And for some reason, they were like, okay, you can vote every day for 14 days. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to keep right-hooking everybody. So what am I going to do? Well, I created a video that I posted on Facebook of just me and my family on the iPhone, wherever I was during that day. And I, I, I just brought people into my lives. I became human, basically. And at the end, I was like, hey, if you guys want to go and vote for the Smart Passive 
income podcast go and do that and and people were like dude this is so like i've never seen facebook use this way like it's so nice to look inside of your life and see your family and what you're doing of course i'm going to vote for you i have it on the calendar to do it every day now so on the micro level that's sort of the same thing and you know i was sort of jabbing there and i've been you know, don't like you i've been jabbing for years now and recently I, I i came out with a book and it got to number one on amazon exactly like you so i, I highly recommend everybody check out this book because it, it tells you exactly how you should be approaching actually being a person and selling something instead of a company, you know, being real. And, 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 and the real thing here is to get all those jabs and right hooks to land harder, right? Like what I love about this book for me is, okay, I could have wrote jab, 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 right hook the way I wrote Thank You Economy, which is talked about the philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what this book is. This book is literally showing you in detail, like, like Pat, what if you posted that video at a different time? And what if you posted that video with different copy on Facebook? And how could have you done that on Twitter by leveraging one of the trending topics and hashtags? Mm. Like every one of those right hooks that you threw, even though it was a great right hook, they could have been better if you analytically understood how Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram work. And that's what I did in this book. Nice. Sweet. Now, we, you, you talk about communication all the time, obviously, ever since the beginning, uh, Kresha, you know, communication is key. But here, you talk about how context matters more than ever. Can you talk us a, a little bit through what that exactly means? Why is context so important? Everybody who's listening here wants to use the same picture on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and Tumblr, and Instagram, because it saves time. What they don't realize, and what most people don't realize in the world is, that when somebody's on Facebook, they differ, they're thinking differently and their psychology is different than when they're on Tumblr or when they're on Pinterest. Not to mention, all of these platforms have their own style, what I call their own slang, right? And if you roll into like the hottest club in New York City and your game is weak, you're going to get ostracized real quick. Putting the same picture on Pinterest that you put on Facebook doesn't work because the psychology of the female demo that's on Pinterest is very different. They're there for intent to buy or, or aspiration to buy. Whereas on Facebook, they're connecting psychologically with their family and friends. And so you need to know how to storytell differently in every single platform. So the context of the platform really matters, meaning animated gifts for Tumblr, infographics for Pinterest, Writing hashtags that are trending on Twitter, even though, you know, today, you know, right now, Pat, you know that you wanted to tweet for people to vote for you on your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But did you go look at the 10 trending topics and then pick one of them to try to incorporate into your copy? Because if you could make it natural and native, you'd get 600% better results if you did it that way. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't right. do that. And so like, I listened for years, I didn't do that trying to sell wine or books. And I still don't sometimes. Like, I'm still going into bad habits, even though I wrote the book on it. So I know. I'm watching everybody. I know. But right now, you know, trending could be like, do it, right? Mm -hmm. Hashtag do it. And if you would have added that hashtag, you would have been seen by hundreds of people that maybe have never heard of you, and three of them might have become aware of you. And just by doing that, you would have gotten better results. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Carrie. I appreciate you calling me out on that, because I need that. No, but, but, but you don't have it. And, and listen... The best part is I just called myself out on it. I freaking called, I did a blink yesterday on my book and, you know, the Jets lost. I was pissed and I didn't do it. I mean, like, listen, I know what it takes to get a six-pack sit-up-wise, right? And, and diet-wise, but I don't do it. Uh -huh. And so I could write a book philosophically of what people did, but I wanted to show them 
with 86 different case studies because I felt like that visually would drill into people's brains because even if they do it 50% of the time, they're going to get dramatically bigger business results. Mm. What, what are some companies that are doing it right that we might be able to follow and, and, and take their lead from? So this is a dangerous question for me because the truth is I only looked at individual pieces of content. So even though Arby's sucked on Pinterest and the Gansaboard Hotel did a great job on Instagram, and even though Lil Wayne sucked on Facebook and Selena Gomez did a great job on it, doesn't necessarily mean that they're good overall, mm. right? Mm. So the danger is I, I don't want to give an all or nothing kind of answer. I think, I think the truth is I'm not sure. You know, I know the brands I work with at Vayner, I think, are very strong. I think, you know, Tropicana or GE or Nilla Wafers, I'm proud of our work on some of those brands, right? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, a lot of the people that are listening here are more personal brands, right? And entrepreneurs, small business. Um, And, you know, very honestly, I believe most personal brands, like individuals, are doing a bad, bad job. I really do. How come? I think think 90% of of us are just in full right hook mode, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think the other 10% don't know how to throw good right hooks and are only jabbing. And then I think most aren't going, listen, I was at the top of my game two years ago. And what I've learned in the last two years running VaynerMedia and like getting deep, like I'm not skin level deep anymore. I'm in the bone deep on all these nuances. That's why I felt compelled to write the book because I felt like I was ready to write the 201 or the 301 to social media that hasn't been out there yet. Right. Now, if I were starting from scratch, Gary, I mean, there's so many social media platforms out there, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+, Vine, Instagram. I mean, where do I start? Is there one or two that you would recommend that that's where you start it? Or does it depend on something else? It depends on what you're actually trying to sell, right? So if I'm selling fitness information, Pinterest becomes a hell of a lot more important if I'm trying to attack a female demo of 25 to 45. So it really depends on your business. If you're selling cool sneakers, Maybe all of a sudden, to 15, 22-year-olds, all of a sudden, Tumblr becomes more important. But I would say that Facebook and Twitter, um, and to some degree now, Instagram are becoming musts. Mm-hmm. But Facebook and Twitter, if you're not on it, I just don't understand how you could even wrap your head around that. <laughs> right, I, me too. What about Google Plus? I mean, that, you know, I... I, 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 I you know, I don't bet against Google Plus because I know they're going to affect search and they're going to affect Android and email. And so... Yes. Yeah, they're trying harder um, there, aren't they? But, but you've seen how I treated it in the book. I didn't even do case studies for Google Plus. I just talked about it over again. You didn't go through it carefully yet, but you know, I, I only wrote a couple pages on it. I think Google Plus is a social network API that they'll use Google Plus to affect all their other products, and that there's no true heavy community there yet. There's a small one. There's an interesting one, but. I don't think it's a must in a world where, again, I'm trying to have empathy and use the context of this interview and trying to think about what I know about you and your audience. There's a lot of people here that if they're going to put themselves are time constraints, and I'd rather them really win on Facebook and Twitter if I had my way. Cool. Thanks. Well, we're about five minutes from, from the end of the interview. Again, I know you're doing so much uh, today. I want to ask you a couple more questions, and then we'll get into the promotion for the uh, 50 free copies here. Now, let's say I'm not starting from scratch. Let's say I'm where I'm at now. I have about 70,000 Twitter followers, you know, 30, 40,000 people on Facebook. How do I take that to the next level? What's the, what's, what's the 401 uh, information instead of, as opposed to the 101 stuff? You're not doing it. And that's why I wrote this book. It's the hashtag writing. It's the understanding the analytical and creative variables. I mean, are you giving thoughts like, 
putting a primary color in the top left corner of all your posts on your pictures, you're not. And so, like, you know, before 401, like, I'm convinced that if you really read this book, Pat, when you really read it, Pat, and you really go through all 86 case studies, that if you go and do that day in and day out for 60 to 360 days, that you're going to feel massive results in those platforms. Sweet. I'll take you up on that. I'll do it. I will do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, think about it. When you're linking to your podcast, if you're linking, if you're letting that Facebook auto picture be created from the YouTube, from the iTunes URL, you're already, you're already doing a bad job. Right. Right. And I mean, if you took the extra minute, to either you have the Photoshop skills or you find somebody does who can literally make a beautiful, like, kind of image card, right? You've mm-hmm. seen the quote. Look, you follow me enough, and I, I can use this example, and I think some people listening probably follow me. You've seen what I started doing maybe six months ago where I started putting out those Facebook posts where, where it's like a quote from one of my talks, and it just has this, like, pretty, like, background, and it's just a quote on a picture. Have you seen those? Yeah, I have. I have. I mean, those things freaking... I can't not see them. Incre- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're incredible. And they bring enormous awareness and get a ton of engagement. I think you should make one of those for every single person you interview from what you think was the best quote. And you put that in your screen and then that's the picture. And then the link is to the, to the iTunes download or wherever you're sending people to. You will get dramatically more engagement and a lot more people clicking and listening than if you're just using the iTunes URL. The problem is, just like me, we're all busy, and that's because like, we're all using social networks as distribution instead of using them as native platforms to actually tell stories. Get it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest with everybody out there. I'm just, as far as that's concerned, I know that's something I should do. I'm just, I'm just lazy about it. And you know, but, I, but again, listen, I get it. Listen, I get it. I'm desperately interested in losing 15 pounds, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know what to do. And so, like, before you worry about 401, I just want you to do those things for like a half a year and just like really figure out the value of that. Or what time do you post? Or Pat, have you have you ever thought about um, posting the information of your latest podcast at nine o'clock Eastern, but then waiting and posting it at nine o'clock on the West Coast? So when you post on Facebook, you're only posting to East Coast states when you post it at nine o'clock. Because if you post it at nine o'clock Eastern, it's six in the morning in San Francisco. You're missing half your audience. Yeah, I mean, I usually do noon Eastern, which is when people are on lunch break, and then also coming into work on the West Coast. So yeah, and that's a good strategy. And that's a good strategy. But have you A/B tested it where you did that for half the states, like let's say twelve East Coast, twelve West Coast, and then later that day at six p.m., which is six p.m. or nine p.m. Nine p.m. people are at home, but six p.m. they're leaving work, and then you do another twelve states, and then you figure out, wait a minute, it's not noon and nine. That's anecdotally correct. But what was really correct was 9 p.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, I mean, this is the difference between just, just doing it and then doing it to the next level and, and actually paying attention to these things, which can, you know, we put in so much hard work, everybody out here listening, we put in so much hard work into the, into, into the content. Um, we're doing ourselves a disservice by not taking it this far. And that's, and that's why I wanted to put this out. And that's why in a world where everybody's going through their phone 100 miles an hour, putting a big picture of your logo and your stuff of that nature um, would uh, would be really, really uh, a smart move, right? Because you're going to get many more of those impressions and people are going to be reinforced with your face on it or things of that nature. So there's a lot of little tactical things in here. And like, I'm pumped because like now that I know you skimmed it, I think you're going to crap your pants when you go through it detail by detail <laughs> by case study by case study. It just, 
it's going to make people more of a ninja on the other side of it. And I think anybody who's listening right now for the last nine minutes can really now understand, like, okay, wait a minute. For all I know about Gary Vee, and he's very hyper and charismatic, and he's been on stage, and he's this, that, and the other thing, but, like, wait a minute, there might be a little bit of depth underneath there, and that's what this book was about, like, sharing that depth with everybody. Nice, dude. Well, I... Gary, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I, uh, we're at the half hour mark and, you know, just sharing your insights and, and motivating me. And I know everybody else out there listening, just we appreciate you so much. And I want to ask you really quick and maybe talk with you just for another minute here. I have 50 copies to give away. What can yep. we do to get people to take action and perhaps leave a comment talking about something on this post, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 89. Leave a comment there. But what is that comment going to be? How, how are we going to get people to take action? Maybe I will go in or maybe you and I together later or, or somebody on now, your team. Now, in the comment section, are they able to like link? Yes. I think what you should ask everybody to do is to post on their social networks their best jab or their best right hook and link it and then pick the 50 that you thought were the best. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So everybody, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll even allocate seven minutes and jump into the comment section and take a couple myself of things that I think are good. Cool, dude. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, I will talk about the details about that after I hang up with Gary here. Um, just Gary, thank you so much for your time. I hope we can connect again in the future. And uh, I know everybody's going to enjoy the book. Thanks, brother. Take Thanks care for writing yourself. it. Take care. Okay. Bye. Woo. All right. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, one quote that he said that that I just want to reiterate is is this: "It's it's the problem is we're all using social networks as distribution instead of native platforms to actually tell stories." Get it? End quote. And I that just resonates with me so much. And I and I'll tell you when I've told stories and even these complete long Facebook posts that are stories. And you've heard a little bit about this in my last episode with Srini. Um, who talked about how he actually created a book by posting these incredibly long stories and really deep insights into his life, and that turned into a best-selling book. Um, that's where all the power is in social media, is, is being able to tell your story. And again, this book explains how to do that and gives you the utility to, to make sure you're doing it the best way because your content and your site and everything that you have to share with the world, the value that you have to give is worth is, is worth something and we want to make sure that we give it the best chance possible to be found to be read to be shared and, and to give back to you for all that you're giving away so thank you so much again i hope you enjoyed this episode um like gary and i talked about i'll be giving away 50 copies of jab 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 right hook um there's a lot of details that go along with that um but again i want you to post a comment on this particular podcast episode in the show notes on the blog. You can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session89 and link, include only one link. If you include two links, it'll, it'll, it'll hold it as spam. Include one link. Tell me if it's a jab or a right hook. A jab is something you're giving away, content, you know, something, you know, that's your give. Or it could be a right hook and you tell me in the comments it's a right hook and it's your ask um you know that 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 post where you are sort of i guess redeeming all the jabs that you've given away so either a jab or a right hook smartpassiveincome.com slash session 89 um already i've put a lot of gary's tips for jabs and right hooks in, in, in into facebook and twitter um and i and i've you know, there are results there. So so I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to to hopefully leave a comment so you can get entered into uh, the drawing. And, you know, depending on how many we get, I don't know, it, it, it might be very difficult to 
um, you know, go through all of them and find the, the top 50 that I like the best. I mean, that may be easy, it may, maybe not. I'll, I'll, I'll go through it and we'll see. It, you know, typically when I've done these contests in the past, it's just you do it to enter and then I'll randomly select 50 people. But again, I really want to try and make sure you do your best here. So we'll see. Go to go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 89. All the details will be there um, as far as how this contest runs. And if you're watching this in the future or excuse me, if you're listening to this in the future, way down the road after this contest has ended and I'll probably give it a week Um Again, details at, uh, on the blog. Um, you should come by anyway because you're going to see an, a massive number of posts and, and examples of, of jabs and right hooks from the SPI community. And hopefully it'll inspire you and, and teach you along the way too. Again, thank you so much for your support, everyone. Gary, if you're listening to this uh, and if you made it all the way through, thank you so much for your time. The next episode, we're in the 90s of the SPI podcast, uh, closing in on episode 100. I can't believe we made it this far. Episode 89 was fantastic, and I, and I will continue to bring you great guests, great information, great content to help take you to the next level. Um, Team SPI, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Now go, sit, go make something awesome happen. Seriously. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.